feel that everybody, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before, everybody needs therapy. Whether you're going through something or not, everybody can benefit from therapy. You know, before couples get married, they have to go to premarital counseling. And then when that couple goes through that and get married, they don't go back to counseling until maybe there's infidelity or there's a big traumatic event that happened within their marriage and now they're seeking therapy instead of continuing that counseling sessions it doesn't have to necessarily be with the same therapist but just continuing going to therapy because in couples you experience in-laws you experience living together you experience now having children and all these other things that can finances all these other things that can arise while being married you should continue the relationship of going to therapy. Welcome to Theology and Therapy. I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm currently a therapist in training who aspires to help the Christian community. Being that I am a student, everything that I say will come from my own research and or experience. And this podcast is not to be a substitute for therapy. I highly encourage you to seek a licensed mental health professional in your area. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I hope you enjoyed this session. I believe there are various reasons why Black people don't go to therapy. And today, I want to talk about a few of those reasons. One reason is because nobody around them is going to therapy. You know, a lot of times in the Black community, we look up to our uncles, our aunts, our grandparents, you know, maybe an older close friend other family and we see how they handle their issues and sometimes they may revert to drinking they may revert to just talking to one another and so we feel that okay if we're going through something then we do those same things instead of actually seeking professional help another reason why I think black people don't go to therapy is because we have that stigma of we don't want to air our dirty laundry And so a lot of times that saying of, you know, what happens in the family stays in the family holds true to, you know, a lot of um, black families. And so when you're dealing with someone who has been sexually assaulted or who is going through a bad divorce or whatever issues that may come because of that being engraved in us of not airing our dirty laundry, We don't get the help that we need. We don't get that professional help that we need. And so we suffer in silence or it's a a well-kept secret that just everybody knows it, but just don't nobody talks about it. And that individual or the persons involved um, are really crying out for help internally. Another reason why I feel that black people don't go to therapy is because we aren't conditioned to do that. So What I mean by that is that therapy didn't start for us. You know, it wasn't available for us, you know. Um, And oftentimes when you look at, you know, insurance, therapy isn't included. You can get medical, you can get health. I mean, you can get medical, you can get dental, eye. But a lot of times therapy isn't included in um, a lot of those a lot of those big company insurance companies and so that person whoever is seeking therapy would have to pay out of pocket and so 
because of that and because of the society back in the day thinking that black people don't go through anything they felt that we didn't need therapy and so that talk of you know within our families of like hey if something is going on speak up that never was there because we've always been conditioned to keep sweep it under the rug to keep it a secret to not share dirty laundry to not say anything and so in our adulthood we keep that mentality with us I feel that everybody, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before, everybody needs therapy. Whether you're going through something or not, everybody can benefit from therapy. You know, before couples get married, they have to go to premarital counseling. And then when that couple goes through that and get married, they don't go back to counseling until maybe there's infidelity or there's a big traumatic event that happened within their marriage and now they're seeking therapy instead of continuing that counseling sessions it doesn't have to necessarily be with the same therapist but just continuing going to therapy because in couples you experience in-laws you experience living together you experience now having children and all these other things that can finances all these other things that can arise while being married you should continue the relationship of going to therapy and not even just couples individuals as well we go through life that can be uh, traumatic for us we go through experiences that may come at us at a surprise and so continuing to have that relationship with a therapist with a licensed therapist is very beneficial whether you're black white hispanic asian just continuing that therapy sessions just so that you have somebody, a sounding board, a shoulder that you can lean on, an ear that you can talk to whenever things do arise and to, can help prevent certain things of coming up. You know, um, I think as black people, as a society, we really need to get away from not going to therapy or self-medicating. That's what I see too, is a lot of times people self-medicate and that alcohol is an anti is not an antidepressant. If anything, it brings your situation um, more to light, and it's hard to cope with. And so, talking to a licensed professional can very um, help the situation. It can get you on either medications that's needed. It's not as far as dirty airing or airing dirty laundry. You know, let's try to stay away from that mindset. If anything, it's saying, hey, I need help. I realize that I can't do this on my own. And that's why I'm seeking a profession professional help. You know, talking to Pookie and them is not necessarily going to help your situation. Yes, our friends want the best, best for us. And yes, um, our friends are able to give us, you know, um, good advice. But they're coming subjectively into that advice right because you know they're they have a relationship with you whereas their therapist doesn't have a relationship with you so they're objective thinking they're able to to think about things that your friend or your parents or your family member wasn't able to think of and will be able to help you in that professional realm if you do need to have education if you do need to get medication or not and so I just really want to encourage you that if you're struggling with, you know, whether you should go to therapy or not, 
please, please go. Like I said, everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy. And going to therapy doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. Going to therapy doesn't necessarily mean that you're crazy. You know, going and sharing whatever you're sharing doesn't mean that you're going to get be committed. They're going to put you in a crazy house. Like, let's stop looking at what media, um, especially in the movies and the TV shows, how they define therapists. And, you know, you see on the on the shows or on the TV that uh, therapists are sleeping with their clients. And, you know, the therapist has a um, hidden agenda when it comes to working with a client and all these other things. And TV is for entertainment, right? What sells? You know, drama, um, all these other wild things that you can think of. And so I don't want that perception of therapists and therapy to be um, thought to thought of when it comes to you thinking if you should go or not. If you have that inkling of, yes, I need to go, or, you know, I just want to be able to talk to somebody who is a stranger that doesn't know me, doesn't know my family, doesn't know my situation, and I'm able to just talk clearly and open with them, then by all means, please, please, please look around your area for a licensed professional. And in the uh, description, I am going to leave a link for how you can find licensed professionals in your area. And by all means, do the research. You know, just because this person is licensed in your area, meet with them. See if they, if their personality and their um, therapy style matches yours and, and go from there. Sometimes, you know, especially us as black people, we want to find people that look like us, that can identify with us. And so asking those questions are very um, welcoming. And as a matter of fact, therapists prefer that you ask those type of questions because ultimately the job at the end of the day is to make sure that you are comfortable, that you are healed from, you know, the situation that you're going through and that you are getting the necessary help, the continued help that you need. And so if you want somebody that looks like you, by all means, seek that out. If you want someone that looks like you and experienced some, some, something along the lines of what you experienced, by all means, ask their history, ask about them because it's a two-way street, right? It's not just, oh, you, you, you spilling all your, um, your, gossip or your news, your um, information, you want to kind of know that, yes, this person that I'm telling all my business to can understand what I'm going through. You know, I know some people who are in um, therapy and they share that they love the fact that they have a therapist who looks like them and experience, you know, some of their experiences as well because it makes it easier for them to talk to. They don't feel like they have to explain every little detail because this per- this therapist does- don't know what they're talking about. It's kind of hard to be um, a client, right, who maybe experienced racism or maybe feels like your job is um, singling you out because of your race. It's kind of hard to explain that to a, a white therapist because they may not have experienced that in their work field. And so it'll be hard to kind of like, well, in the back of your mind as the client, you're like, well, you don't really understand. You know what I mean? Or I have to explain in detail. And then now that's defeating the purpose of why I'm here. And so by all means, when you do your research, when you go to this link in the description box and you see what licensed therapist is in your area, call them up. Most 
a lot of the times their pictures are up on the website. So you already have that type of view of them, right? You already know what they look like. But call them, you know, set up that initial appointment so that you can both have a two-way conversation and really feel out that therapist and see if that therapist is for you. And by all means, if it's not, then continue to the next. But don't stop until you feel comfortable with the therapist of your choosing. Until you feel, because that therapist can be, you know, your therapist for years, your therapist for months. And so you want to make sure that you're comfortable sharing because it's, it's, it's frustrating when you have to pull teeth, right? And that's on both ends. If the therapist feels like they got to pull teeth with the client, if the client feels like they got to pull teeth with the therapist, that's frustrating. And that's not what therapy is all about. Therapy is, is a safe place for you to speak about any issues that comes with no judgment. And you're able, and at the end of the day, you're able to get the help that you need, whether, like I said, whether it's mental health, whether it's, okay, we have to do medication, whether it's anything that you can think of, dependent on your situations. That's what therapy is all about. So by all means, please, please, please go to this website, search in your area, and book an appointment to see if this therapist is right for you. And oftentimes, I know that you know, you look online and you look at their prices and you're like, wow, that's, you know, a lot because they're weekly sessions. Some therapists do a biweekly, some therapists even do monthly. Um, but that's what, that's the information that you need to know, right? As far as what kind of services they offer and um, the pricing for it. And a, and a lot of times now insurances are including therapy under your insurance. So by all means, check with your insurance company and see if therapy is actually included in that. And it may be included um, where it's free, or you may have to have a copay, which is a lot cheaper than actual paying for the whole session. But it doesn't hurt to call up your insurance company and see if therapy is included in your insurance because you're paying for insurance, right? And um, a lot and therapy is in the medical realm because it deals with your mental and it can deal with your physical because if you're having mental issues that can spill over to you your physical being tired or you know all these other things that may arise depression you know what i mean that arise with your physical so by all means check with your insurance company and see if you are actually covered for therapy. I think that because therapy or mental health, shall I say, is being, um, I don't want to say popular, but it's, it's now being recognized as in, of its importance, especially with 2020 um, and things that were going on within the whole year of 2020. A lot of people realized that, hey, I need to talk to somebody professionally because, you know, being laid off on on my job or witnessing another killing by an um, innocent, a killing of an innocent black man with the police, um, you know, just the whole COVID itself, you know, a lot of people needed that, that those therapy sessions. And so I think a lot of insurance companies are recognizing the importance of it and saying, hey, let's put this on our policy as well so that the individual paying for the in, this insurance feel like everything is covered, not just health, not just dental, not just eye, but also 
your mental as well. And so by all means, make sure you check your policy and see if that's on there. If it's not, maybe that's something that can be added, um, but it doesn't hurt to check. It doesn't hurt to look because like I said, everybody needs to have a therapist. Everybody needs that go-to therapist that they can, you know, rely on. And having that go-to therapist doesn't necessarily mean that you have to talk to them every week or every month, but having that person that you already feel comfortable with and calling them up and saying, hey, I would like to schedule an appointment for Friday. You know what I mean? If you, whatever, depending on your situation, if you feel like, okay, every week you need to talk to them, then by all means. But if it's that kind of like that check-in or you want to have someone that you can rely on um, and, and talk to occasionally, by all means do that as well. And I feel like the best therapists are the ones that have therapists themselves. So ask them, what are they doing for their mental health? Do they have a therapist? Because you can only pour into somebody what's being poured into you. And so um, do all that research. It may sound like a lot, it may sound you know, tiring, but hey, this is your mental health at state. This is you know, your well-being, and you wanna make sure that you are okay. You know, and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something to be embarrassed about. You know, there's various ways or various situations that can be involved um, when it comes to therapy, whether it's maybe you're a new parent, maybe you're a seasoned parent, but, you know, this pregnancy or, you know, this newborn is different than the rest. Um, maybe it's for spouse, you know, couple issues that may arise um, and couple issues doesn't necessarily have to be infidelity. It can be communication issues. It can be finances. Um, it can be parent, like maybe you guys don't agree on your parenting styles. It is so many different things. Maybe it's the individual, you know, maybe there's some insecurities there and it's spilling over into your relationships. Um, it can be anything that you can think of that we as people go through on a daily basis. Um, there the licensed therapists are equipped with it. They not only have the education behind, but they also have the experience. So they've dealt with clients who have the same situations that you are experiencing right now. So don't think that um, what you're saying is new. Don't think that what you're saying is embarrassing. Even with sex therapy, you know, you'll have clients who have maybe erectile dysfunction. Um, maybe they don't have the sex drive like they used to. They're so don't be embarrassed because you're talking to a client about your sexual relations because that's what they're there for. You know, there's literally sex therapists and um, and not to be confused with, you know, those quote unquote therapists that uses sexual, you know, items and have the toys and stuff like that. No, I'm talking about a professional therapist who talks to couples um, about their sex life and help couples dealing with those different issues when it comes to their sexual relationship. I hope you enjoyed this session. All resources mentioned can be found at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be a part of the Spill the Tea portion of our session, please email us at alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be anonymous, please state that in the email. You can also follow us on Instagram at Theology and Therapy. Until our next session, have a great week.